Welcome to our show, where we work through the tough conversations together, so you don't have to. We are two 20-year-old navigating life as we know it. I'm your host, Annabelle. And I'm your host, Toby. And, and we're, we're glad, glad we, we met, met today. So even though as we approach the end of the school year and we're all excited for summer and what's about to come, it never means it's too early to start looking at what the next couple years may look like, at least academically. So I am an over-preparer and overthinker. So for me, ever since I was a freshman, I created what's called a four-year plan just because I wanted to make sure that everything I had was laid out and that I knew what I was going to be doing when the next enrollment time came about. So for me, the four-year plan kind of first began with obviously what my major was and since my freshman year I've added two minors so it's changed a lot especially when I decided that I needed a lot more time to work on certain classes or honestly just time for myself. So Annabelle, do you also create four-year plans and kind of how do you go about that? I would like to hear your perspective. So I also do a four-year plan on the Google spreadsheets and I think they're super helpful for me and my personal tips I guess with my four-year plan is that I note down all the required classes or like any class series that I'll have to take and especially note down classes that require prerequisites because freshman year I tried to enroll in this one class and then when I was trying to enroll I realized oh there are several prerequisites so for example I have a class that's called MGT 112 and then in order to enroll in that class you need MGT 181 but if you want to take MGT 181 you need MGT 4 and MGT 5 so they don't straight up tell you you have to click class by class to figure out it's actually a whole sequence of class basically that you have to take so that's why Towards the beginning of my career switch, um, when I decided to switch into business, I basically pulled down all the classes that I needed to take and then I noted down in my four years plan. What about you, Toby? What's your personal tip with your four-year plan? I think my biggest personal tip, as as much as a lot of people say that the advising services, I guess at UCSD or maybe in general at other colleges, aren't as helpful because they don't give you like the professor recommendations, which I think a lot of college students think about when they are trying to plan their classes, but they are the best resource in terms of, hey, what do I need to graduate? Hey, what do I need for my minor? hey, what do I need to get into med school? There's a lot of services that I've taken advantage of. I've gone to my department advising. I've gone to my college advising, which if you aren't familiar with UCSD, there's a bunch of different colleges under UCSD and each college has their different GE requirements. So that's, again, another thing that you need to consider and factor in when you're creating your four-year plan. I always reference older people within my sorority, older people within my classes, and they've definitely helped me structure like, hey, I tried doing these five classes in one quarter and I highly don't recommend this. Or, hey, I tried doing these four classes with these professors and I thought it was pretty manageable. So all those things are things that I take into consideration. I have a Google spreadsheet, much like Annabelle, and funny story I actually tried taking MGT 112 this quarter but I did the opposite of the advice that Annabelle has given in that I didn't check the prerequisites I was like oh I'm a junior you know I don't I'm sure I've done all the prereqs but again with the career switch 
It required about five extra classes that I have yet to take. So when it came to my enrollment time, I was kind of screwed. Like I tried enrolling in MGT 112, couldn't, and then I had to switch around my entire schedule. And then I was only part-time status until the quarter started because then I was able to get the weight off the wait list for two classes this quarter. So I definitely think that's a really smart thing to do is to list out your prereqs. And I also list out my four-year plan based on my different like categories. So my bio requirements, my minor requirements, my GE requirements, and then there's also some extra requirements for pre-med that I had to do. So I definitely appreciate the organization and as well as just using all the resources available to you during yeah. college. And if you're like us that likes to use Google Google Spreadsheet for your for your plan, I highly recommend color coding your spreadsheet. Like what Toby's doing to categorize her classes based on her major and her minors or and or college requirements. I personally only color code my major and minor classes and if there are any overlaps available like I color code them. It helps you to visualize your your spreadsheet very easily. And another tip I think is useful. In UCSD there's this thing called a degree audit. It's a thing that you can run and it basically helps you to well, it calculates for you what, how many requirements have you fulfilled, how many working in progress do you have, or like what are the requirements you haven't satisfied yet. I personally find it very helpful to run my degree audit every time after I enroll in classes to check if I misread any requirement or if I mis-enroll in classes. And you might be surprised this happened to me just last week. I was going to enroll in this hip-hop class for one of my um, general education requirements. And after I enrolled in my classes, I run the audit and I see that I enrolled in the stage management class. So I thought, um, since when did I enroll in stage management class? And it turns out I read the code wrong and put in the wrong code, and then, of course, enroll in the wrong class. So degree audit, I found to be like a life-saving kind of tool that I run every time after my appointment time. Yeah, and who's who would deny that when you open up your degree audit, obviously when you get through a couple years of college, seeing all those green check boxes looks really satisfying. And it's also, you know, again, really important to stay on top of like, hey, am I going to graduate on time? Not saying that you have to graduate in four years and that you can't take an extra quarter or take a year off or whatever, or if you're even planning on graduating early, I think it's really important just in general, like you're paying money to be here and you're also spending a lot of time to be here. So you definitely want to make the most of it. And as much as we love being in school and we love learning, we have talked about in previous episodes about giving yourself some time off. But again, a lot of school is going to be about sacrifice. So one of the, I guess, things that you could consider and that I recommend considering is attending summer school. And summer school, I feel like back then, like in elementary or primary school, was all about the kids who didn't do so well in class or whatever, didn't like miss a lot of days. But in college, it's honestly a big opportunity to get ahead and to honestly focus on certain subjects that may be more difficult. I don't know, Annabelle, have you ever done summer school here at UCSD or anywhere else or what's your take on it? You know, coming into college, my plan was trying not to take summer school. It was just not something that I think I would need, but I ended up taking summer school every single summer I've had so far. I try to take advantage of summer school system in the sense of I do the hardest classes in the summer or the most like work tedious classes in the summer. 
because my man mindset with this is a four weeks worth of workload versus 10 weeks worth of workload everyone's like that's not true because if you're thinking about it they're condensing 10 weeks work of content into four weeks but in reality is it really possible that they can condense 10 weeks into four that's not true right and then based on what i have taken in the summer and i compare that to my friends who took it in the regular quarter they actually only teach you about half of the content that they learn in the 10 weeks worth of class so i like to do the harder classes in the summer because a it feels like it's easier not sure if it's actually easier but then also since you're only taking one or two classes in the summer at one time you really get to focus on these harder classes that you might have to put in a lot of effort in a 10 week like a normal quarter to achieve a good grade you know and another aspect that i prefer summer school is because of the remote versus in-person environment i do like in-person classes a lot but in the summer, I like to travel around or like I have internships, I have plans. So having the remote opportunity also gives me the flexibility to be out of town while still doing classes. And I just appreciate that flexibility a lot more compared to like an in-person quarter. But I do want to bring up another point of discussion. Many schools, when they do summer summer programs, they would offer like not just one session. I don't know, UCSD, we have session one, session two of summer school. There's also like a special... I think that one's only for the med school, but I even know like CC classes have like one session's only six weeks and then the next session's like 10 weeks. So there's a lot of opportunities and we'll talk about this a little later, but also like the timing of when the session occurs could also determine your decision. Part of my summer school planning is that I look at if I want to take one class in one session or take one class in one session, but take both sessions? Or do I wanna take two classes in one session, or even some people do two classes in both summer sessions? And then you guys can refer to my episode of taking a quarter off college. Um, and that mainly happened because what, at a point I did not plan out my time and my summer session correctly because I didn't actually look into how much break I'll be um, I'll be getting by taking so much sum summer session. Toby, I know you also have some experience with summer school. What is your take on, on this? Yeah, I definitely would agree in my experiences with summer session for teachers. They also wish they were on summer break in terms of like whether it's really a four-week workload or a 10-week workload in four weeks. I would say they cut a lot of corners. Like I've compared my friends that have taken certain classes and it's like, oh, there's less assignments. Yes, in, a, in theory, there's less time to do it. But at the same time, again, you may only be focusing on one class in one session rather than focusing on that class on top of three other classes during a normal 10-week quarter. And personally, I've done one class in one session. I've done two classes in one session. I've done one class both sessions just because it's always important to, again, like gauge how you're feeling. I never want to encourage anyone to overload themselves because that's kind of what leads to burnout and what can make school not be as fun as it should be. But I honestly wish I did more classes earlier in my college career. Like we did kind of get hit with the pandemic. So I was a little bummed out about doing school at home. But back then I only took one class after my freshman year of college while I was at home. And honestly, I wish I would have taken more advantage of it. Um, it's also maybe like 
the best time because it's right after your freshman year when you have the most energy you haven't experienced a lot of the hard upper div classes or lab classes yet and then again also after your sophomore year of college you know you've settled in a little bit more so that's when I decided to take the two classes in one session just because I kind of knew how summer had decided to had how summer usually works and then again later on in other episodes of the series we're going to talk about like how Annabelle and I have structured our junior and senior summers because I feel like those are more catered towards test prep or internships. So there's a lot of different options and flexibility. And again, you can always drop a class if you feel like you just don't have the capacity to dedicate time to it. Yeah, and with that being said, I feel like if when you look at your plans throughout the year and you think you really need summer to rest well, to recharge, then you don't have to force yourself Um, into taking summer sessions but there's also another aspect that a lot of my friends uh, do is that they take classes in community college whether that's throughout the quarter or during the summer I personally don't have experience with that but Toby do you want to give us some insight about this yeah so this will be my first summer taking classes at a CC But I, again, wish this was something I looked into earlier. Don't recommend leaving it till the last summer before your senior year. But I talked with an advisor about what classes per se would be acceptable doing at a CC, especially in my previous life when I was pre-med. They do ask a lot of questions about like, why would you do this class at a CC compared to UCSD? Because they want to see that you want to challenge yourself. But for GEs especially, I think a CC college would be a great option like if you're staying at home and again this is all referenced towards UCSD or California residents if there's a CC near your house that's remote then you want to move home like that's a perfect opportunity to be doing a class for example for my major I only need one stats class it isn't a series class literally isn't anything for med school either so it's offered at UCSD but it's honestly a lot more work than it's worth so even my advisors recommended that I take it at a CC because It's transferable, it's a lot less workload, and the semester system in the summer is also not as fast-paced. So if you're worried about that, a lot of CCs are more semester-based, but it does suck because sometimes it overlaps with your spring quarter. Like I know my friend's summer session starts June 6th, which is during finals week. So again, always kind of a give-and-take relationship. It's also probably cheaper than a UC class. Um, but I definitely wouldn't rule out community college. Use the website assist.org to see what classes transfer from what college and to what UC credit. But um, yeah, I don't think it's a bad option and I think it's one that a lot of people should consider more. So kind of like what Toby said, community college is something that I did not really look into and I kind of wish I knew more about it in earlier time of my college career because now it's kind of like too late for me to really look into anything. But I think it's a great resource to utilize, especially if you're in a UC because of how transferable credits are from CC to UC. And so thank you, Toby, for sharing with us about this additional resource. And with today's information, we really hope that you leave us today better off than when you found us. Remember, life is all about your hardest hellos and your easiest goodbyes. Until we meet again.